presto, welcome back. Welcome to Back Forward to the Avi Ohm experience. I know, I know, it's been a while. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be right back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do. I'm back. She'll be back. Stay here. I'll be back. I might be back. I'm back. I'm back. I'll be back. You've been back enough. I'll be back. productive because we don't use the word busy anymore and of course as requested much requested a lot of people love when i'm on the microphone with my 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 role dog my partner my partner in crime are you, are you a little tongue-tied today just a little bit I'm, I'm i'm a little exhausted i don't know why i just need some body rest you've been saying that a lot lately my body's is turning into something new and so it requires shifting changes, I guess. So I'm just follow it. I don't, I don't question it. I would just, I know it'll reveal itself. Like you do something today and I know that three months from now or three weeks from now or three hours from now, it will reveal itself. I'll tell you right now. I'll let it reveal right now. Oh, Lord. You need to eat some French fries. <laughs> You're too skinny. We we had, <laughs> well, we have a lot of pasta in that refrigerator. Well, guess what? That's now your priority. Maybe that's the problem. It's making me sleepy, even though I haven't had pasta. I had that, what was that crap thing? I had a little bit of that. Oh, it was that a dip. Dip. Uh-huh. So we're talking about all this food because we just had some beautiful people stay here at the studio. Yes. Some Iowa people drove in. There were eight, eight participants, six of them from Iowa, that decided to do a retreat here at the studio. You and I were just talking about that yeah. yesterday, mm -hmm. how, you know, we always go away to retreat centers when we have a retreat center right here. Yeah. And remember, we were looking for a house or something in state Michigan to, to take a group of people to an up north somewhere in a house and kind of do exactly what we wind up doing this weekend here. Yes. And look, it took an outside person from another state to suggest it. <laughs> right. Oftentimes we say, too, that things, your answers are right in front of you, depending on how you witness or perceive them. Well, and, and I don't know who said this. It was a sage that said it. Uh, some person was asking, how do I find awareness? So how do I find who I am? And uh, the sage answers, um, it's right at the tip of your nose. Yeah, that's what that was. Right. It's right in front of you all, the whole time. So these beautiful people did yoga, lots of meditation, lots of reflection. Readings. Readings. Acupuncture. Acupuncture. Group conversation. Chakra table. Mm-hmm. So much in immersion. And one of the best highlights is 
the house that is literally what a quarter of a mile yeah. not even it's like right around the corner right around the corner this house uh on vrbo vacation rentals uh site here in flushing michigan literally right around the corner from the studio is right available for them to stay that's where they stayed and it's nice in there i was able to check it out super yeah. updated nice sleeps eight people all renovated it's gorgeous like absolutely gorgeous and a lot of times accommodations not that you're in you know in the house all day but you want to be able to rest well you don't want to have to drive you know 45 minutes to the studio because we don't really have a lot of accommodations that are really close to us here um so it was a beautiful weather was couldn't be more perfect no humidity. Nice. It was just beautiful. So we're recouping from that because that's, that's, that's holding space requires energy. And so we were busy teaching and sharing and, and that's where all this food came from. So let's go back to how we got started on this conversation. Your on how, body being fatigued. Well, let me go. Well, let's go back further than that and, the, and explain why we haven't been on the on the podcast you and i you know why you know because you and i are both and and we hold people accountable with being consistent and when it comes to meditation you you must must have a consistent practice in order to gain the well, that's what we invite people to have a consistent not i mean you it well, only you, works you if have, you do it. it it works yeah it if, if, you, if you're not consistent it doesn't work right or rather if you're not consistent, it will work, you know, 99 years down the road. But you know, the accumulation of one days of doing it one day a, a week for, you know, 99 years, you, you will finally have an aha moment or something like that. I don't know. But at the same time, it's also for us to be accountable and consistent with this podcast. And so there are things that I've been considering doing as I've been um, uh, marinating and and seeing, you know, what can we do in order to you know, to be more uh, consistent, and not only that, but more accountable to to our audience, who some people love, you know, they got, they like to say what we, we what we share, and they also like when you and I are speaking because a lot of people feel the energy diffuse. I mean, I love doing the solo podcast. I know you love doing solos and and interviews and things like that. But I really think that as we approach season three. Which you know, and I and I have no rhyme or reason for what season is what. Obviously, we're in the season two when we take a like a two week break. But as we approach season three, I do feel there's going to be just an intimate conversation between you and I. And and I don't know. I mean, it might be where the next season after that will go into you know this long awaited membership that you and I have been talking about. But you know, or oh, I don't know. You know, it's just it's, there's a lot of possibilities and. And we are very productive lately, so. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah, or maybe we start going into video. And so maybe these podcasts go, you know, morph into a video type of cast or something. I don't know. But it's it's great to explore and experience and share. And, and that's what we want to do today in this one is we want to share some intimate stories and, and more specifically some intimate stories about you. But before we do that, you want to talk about why I'm not eating? 
I am eating. Well, you, I asked how you were, and you said you were a little fatigued. And I, and then you said, well, it will present itself, and I'm just presenting itself is because you're not eating appropriately. Yeah. Well, and then you had the little mouth issue. Yeah, and that's not helping either. No. But you started getting too skinny before that. Like, you, like, your experiments with food or in your eating, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you're just not smart about it. Because you, you don't. I don't know. I, I don't want to be like a bossy flossy, but you know, you'll juice and then then you just won't eat or you'll eat one time a day and it's like air. And then I don't know, like you're running out of juice. Yeah. Like steam. You want to sleep a lot, which that's not good. I mean, it's good. It's good. Yeah, well, sleeping it's really good. a lot is good, but you that's not normal to want to sleep as much as you want to sleep. Well, I, and I, and I, and so I think it also, though, it's fuel. I'm feeling, but I am, I am feeling really, you, and I, this is what I find interesting, even though this is not really the topic we're going to talk about. But what I find interesting is that I almost feel like I'm taking out the water from the bathtub. And so as the water is draining, <laughs> right, whatever. what kind of analogy is that? I don't know, but hopefully it'll come together. As the water is draining, I'm starting to see things that I could not see because they were underneath the water. So the water in the bathtub was covering these things. And so as I am, as I pull the plug or whatever you want to call it, the water is draining from the bathtub. And now I am finally starting to see things that I couldn't see before. So that's where I'm at. And I'm so seeing the water must have been dirty then. Right, right, right. So it's not something you can see clear because obviously you would be able to see it. So no, it's, it's, it wasn't clear. And so draining it, I'm starting to see things and I'm really, it's taking me. What are you me, seeing? Oh, that you yeah. want to sleep more? <laughs> uh, no, but in order to see it, I have to be very aware of what I'm putting in my body. And at the same time, it, it is, and I'll say this and, and, and right, we can talk about this. I mean, it is challenging because we're so you know, our bodies want a certain thing. We're so programmed to eat a certain way and everything around us, it, it almost, it, it um, I don't want to say it's against us, but it does make it challenging to, to lead a 100% healthy life. I'm not saying it's impossible because you have to make those strides and those tests. But then, you know, there are things that come up during the day. You know, you, you, if you have, you know, readings and then you have clients and then you have workshops and you know, and you're providing so much value for people. And then, you know, you, you come to find out that it's, you know, you only have 10 minutes or, or five minutes or you have to grab something and eat, you know, something real quick, you know, or, or you don't eat something, you know, there's just so many variables to. I think that's health. good why, to, why you have something on hand that is available that's healthy options, you know, where you have that backup where you just need something to snack on but it's you know good options to do it yeah i think you need to eat more i don't feel i feel you're not eating enough. <laughs> you're funny <laughs> all right enough about me now let's go to the <laughs> aviana experience oh let's talk a little bit about you okay what do you want to talk about well you know one of the things we were talking about earlier and you know where 
people, you know, and you said this really good, and I've heard this before where, you know, the overnight success kind of model or quote where people say, oh, he or she is an overnight success. And then this person responds with, yes, it only took me 12 years. Yeah, I'm an overnight 12 year success, so to speak. And so we hear that from so many people and yourself included that, you know, people may look at you and one, they don't think you're busy. Right. Right. Because I've had that recently. Right. Well, you can't be that busy. I mean, how can you be that busy? But they don't realize that it all started, I mean, what, seven years ago now? Seven years ago. And even before that, but really seven years is when you really started, you know, hitting that gas a little bit more. And so your busyness is the result of seven seven years. Seven plus years. So they might see something like, oh, well, you know, yeah, well, you're always on social, so you can't be that busy. But the fact is, is that that is part of the foundation. That's that's the connections. That's part of the business. I'm not scrolling on social. I'm creating content on social. Exactly. And I think people don't understand that. And so, but what... And it's not, this is not some podcast like, okay, so here you go. Let's understand AV. It's not that. But, mm-hmm. I, but I do believe that sometimes when, when you provide a bird's eye view for people, then they, they, they'll come to realize too that, you know, especially on social media, we compare our rough draft to people's final copy, so to speak, right? Oh, that's, I like that. Right. But the thing is, is that it takes time, it takes energy, and it takes effort. And so... But that's not where you started. You didn't start being super, super, super busy. You started, you know, seven years ago sitting at, you know, basically, right, sitting at a table. Sitting at a table. And uh, and it was busy in a different perspective because I was working full-time in a J-O-B in the corporate world and then doing sessions on the weekends for anywhere from seven to 12 hours, and then on Saturday and Sunday, and then back at the J-O-B on Monday. And obviously, we like to reference Gary V. And Gary V talks about what are you willing to sacrifice in order to make these things happen. And for me at that time, seven years ago, it was time, and it's still time today. Interestingly, that over seven years, I'm still sacrificing time. Well, how, what do you mean? Can you explain that a little bit more? In order for me to do what it is that I want to do, I may have to give up something from a timing perspective. So we were talking about we were talking about The Bachelor this weekend, and you know we don't have a TV, and I used to love that show, and I would <laughs> I would take two hours. I think it was on Mondays to watch it. That was my download. That was my free time. That was the airspace of just, you know, there's two hours and now I don't have those two hours. So I sacrificed time watching The Bachelor. And interestingly enough, we're recording this on a Monday evening. Mm-hmm. Where The Bachelor would be airing. Where The Bachelor would be airing. If it's not already. I think it's all year round, isn't it? I think so. But I haven't watched it for a while now. So you you replace maybe things that could take up time or waste time. 
And I'm not saying watching The Bachelor was wasting times. Wasting time, it just my priority of time shifted. So I sacrificed watching The Bachelor and and now we record podcasts. Or I sacrificed watching who oh, I feel like sucker punching you. <laughs> Go ahead. Punch away, The bro. Walking Dead. Oh, I love that show. Well, even though lately, though, the show's been getting kind of weird. They've been really going off a different You know, edge. I have not watched one episode of The Walking Dead. Well, because you don't like zombie stuff. Well, you can't even understand. All you hear is a bunch of groaning in the background. <laughs> right. I just don't. Like, that is a, such a non-good use of time. Right. Well, you know, me as, I, as a movie watcher, which this is going to sound like a weird excuse or whatever, but there is a lot of... The whole point of The Walking Dead, which I like, it's a lot of character development, right? And as someone who loves to write, I know you're like, oh, God. But for someone who likes to write, I do like how they can take that arc and really stretch it. But even then, I would say this, that like the last season, last two seasons, last season was pretty good because it was very different. They dragged the one before it way too long. But But, you know, even then, it's like, you know, the character development is not what I would. I'm like, eh, eh, kind of. Mm. But I, but yeah, but no, that, that's, yeah, that, that's where I go as far as I go with that. So basically, you know, it's, but we, you stream everything, you know, you'll just, I'll see you watching some things or whatever. But then I look at that, I'm like, oh, he could be writing right now. Or you could be doing such and such. And, and you it's it's you talk about harmonizing time, and so it's not a good or a bad thing. But I think it's important, especially because we're still in retrograde, this will still release during our retrograde, mm-hmm. that it's an opportunity to look at things differently than what you may have done before. So it's an invitation to create change. So are you, other than time, what are you aware of that you're sacrificing? I I don't want to see this is a tough one because I don't want to say me time because I'll just use a live example because I like live examples. Last week was really, really challenging for me. Mm -hmm. Then on top of the, the multiple challenges, then you have to gear up for people coming in to hold space at the studio. Again, none of this is bad. It's just a compilation of energy. And then this week is a powerful week. It's our anniversary. It's your birthday. Gracie gets her staples out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot going on this week. Good things. So there's a lot going on. It's almost like a an avalanche of things. So today I had sessions. I had to go get my juices. We had people here at the studio at 8.30 a.m. So coming off a, a, a heavy weekend. Oh, and then I had to grade papers last night. Mm. <laughs> so you come off of that, you still you still have to show up for your other responsibilities. You can't say, oh, right. I had a rough week, so I can't show up for my students. So I had to grade papers last night, and then I think I finally fell asleep between 11.30 and midnight, get up early, and then start the whole process again. When in reality, all my mind, all my body wants to do is just rest. Today, I got a couple wellness shots because I knew I was 
you know, I, I don't feel like I'm catching anything, but I know that I, I you need the extra oomph. Need the extra oomph to, to move it. So it's a discernment between do you do you honor the body? Yes, you honor the body. But the more that you step into your dharma, the more I stand step into my connection. I also had to do a Facebook live for the other group that I'm facilitating. Mm-hmm. So you have to be on. You have to be on. But when I did that Facebook live today, it gave me more energy. And so then we just got done recording a, another podcast with a person and then we said hey we're in momentum let's just record another one right so on a day you're supposed to be resting it's cranking out is it is it easier just to watch the bachelor right now <laughs> that would be easier so if it's easier then why but i don't want to watch it because i was going to ask you why don't you watch it i mean i know within the right now you can't but i well we can't because yeah we can't you just can't but my question then, if, if something is easier, why not do that? Because easier is not what's in my soul's purpose. Easier may be what my ego wants. Not necessarily what's better for me in the long run. Let's attribute that to food. Easier would be going across the street and eating pizza. Yeah, that's easy. Easy. And it's cheap. And it's cheap, but you're going to feel like garbage after you eat it. After, not while you're eating it. <laughs> right, after. You're going to pay the consequence. I'm not saying that if I watch The Bachelor, I'd pay a consequence, but imagine the creativity. I'm not going to be creative watching The Bachelor. I'm going to be creative by creating content. Mm-hmm. So remember, I have a belief system. This is an interesting conversation. I have a belief system that... Whatever we're creating today or whatever we do today creates our tomorrow. Right. So if I'm flat eating pizza and watching The Bachelor, again, I'm not judging this. I'm just saying this for me. I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. And I'm probably going to wish I would have done something the night before, which is tonight, where I could have got more done. So that momentum is already going to carry, the momentum today is going to carry me into tomorrow. And I, and I am not even there yet, but I know it's going to be good because of everything that happened today. So that, so does fulfillment have to be complicated if easy is ego? No, fulfillment doesn't have to be complicated at all. But fulfillment then can't be easy because easy is what you stating is as, as the ego. Mm, then that, then that's not true. So then how would you then, so what if you had pizza today? Uh-huh. And then you woke up tomorrow and you said, you know what, that, pi- that pizza, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, it's going to inspire me to go jog or something like that or do, do, do something. Would that have been a bad thing to have it the night before if, to, if tomorrow you wake up? And, and I'm not saying you use that as an excuse to have pizza every night and go jog the next day. But if that was to start a, a, a trigger and awareness... I would say it's good if it's triggering an awareness, but oftentimes humans, we choose suffering in order to learn when we already know that eating pizza is not going to make me feel good. I don't have to go through the experience when I already know what the answer is. I'm not going to, I'll probably eat pizza a million more times in this lifetime, but right now I don't want pizza. (laughs) This is a Food Network podcast. (laughs) Welcome to this podcast. But I do think, but going back to, you know, what you were saying is, you know, is that you have sacrificed, you know, quote unquote time 
now for for seven years. So do you ever feel like you'll be able to harmonize that? Mm, I feel the question becomes, will I change anything moving forward? At this point, I'm in love with what I do so much that I don't see it changing much. Uh, I I shared with you when you got home from work today, two more ideas that came today. Mm -hmm. Good ones too. And now if I were eating pizza, those ideas wouldn't come. <laughs> no, they probably wouldn't. Mm -mm. If I was watching The Bachelor, those ideas probably would not come. Probably wouldn't, right? So, again, I have a belief system that everything is energy. So, whatever we're, our attention, attention, A T T, attention is feeding is what comes in. So, if my attention is feeding lower vibrational energy, then I'm going to attract lower vibrational energy. That's the law of attraction. So, well, my question was then, you know, well, going back to it, how long is this quote unquote sacrifice of time? I I think that it's it's not it's not a sacrifice any longer. It's a choice. And that's what I was going to ask you. When does sacrifice transform into something else? Right. It's already transformed into that for me. Into choice. Mm -hmm. So now, so you feel that you're at that point now. So time is no longer a sacrifice for you. No, because it, sacrifice, I feel when you're just starting out, you have to, when I first started out, I didn't know where I was going. I had no idea we would be where we are at today. Uh, owning a studio, recording podcasts, me teaching at a university and all these oppor beautiful opportunities that are presenting themselves. No, no, I wouldn't imagine booking almost a year in advance. That's crazy. Mm. To me now, it's just like you, I, I, I crave more. And not from an egoic standpoint that I don't have enough. I crave more because I'm in love with it. So it's not a sacrifice any longer. And is that what's driving you now? Is, is the love to, of, of what you do? I love being able to witness people shift. I love being able to see people no longer suffer. I love being able to give a little bit of inspiration or hope when people may have not seen it before. Now, is suffering to you kind of like nails on a chalkboard kind of thing when you're seeing it from other people? You've been, you know the answer to that because you've been hearing me talk about it a lot lately. You've been, yeah, you've been talking a lot about, about suffering and I, and I feel you've talked a You've talked more about it within the last few months than you have in a very long time. And I know it's because, you know, something is brewing within your own awareness to really drive forward the understanding to other people. I'm trying to find the answer to it because there's, I don't feel that there's one answer to why people suffer. It's a combination of things. I just, and I've asked this question a million times. And I know some of the answers, but they still feel surface to me, which means I know that there's a deeper understanding to it. And I don't know what that is. If we know what we know in order to not choose suffering, then why do we keep doing it? And it's pure, it could be enjoyment in that moment. It could be, um, well, you know, if pizza, 
you know, you know, I know it's super bad for me with all the gluten in it. And I know I will wake up in pain. I know I will be puffy. I know that it's, I just will more than likely have a headache. So then if I know all these things, then why do I still want pizza? Because you push the consequence off. You just, you want to be in that gratification. And, or it could be the neurological patterning. That's the familiar. So it's easier to to suffer than it is not to suffer. So I just, if we know what we know, then why do we continue to do it? I mean, I'm one of those people too. I mean, I'm going to have pizza again in this life. Right. So, and then we talk about moderation or doing things in moderation. But if I know that all those things happen to my body, then why would I do it? So is there, well, a scientist would say something in your brain is just triggering that effect that, you know, until you change that habit or change that sequence in the brain, then you're going to keep on doing it. It's familiar. Yeah. And that's what some scientists, science people would probably say or psychiatrists would say. So, and I don't know what I would say, uh, but let me ask, so is there an addictive part? Oh, I'm sure that there is. Whether it be, you know, just like, uh, not that, not that pizza has sugar. Maybe it does. I don't know. But you know, the sugar is like an addictive part, just like they right. say cocaine, or mm-hmm. it can be even more addicting, addicting than cocaine. So when you have those those patterns, it just becomes you crave a lot of times what you, the body has a overindulgence of. Then it just it wants more, and then that starts taking over. However, I, yes, I, I understand that, but awareness trumps that. And if we tap into that consciousness, then we, we should, shouldn't we? If we tap into the consciousness, shouldn't we be able to override that? If the ego listens to awareness. Right. And so as the strength of the ego. Well, if really, if you really, really break it down. And even as I came to my own aha moment, you know, and, and shared it yesterday, was that, you know, the ego is the one driving the vehicle because the ego is form, meaning your body, your mind, ego is your form. So if I want to turn on a light switch, I have to physically get up and go to whatever device it is to turn the light on. Like I can't just sit at, sit down, stare at it and say, you know, in my mind, lights on and the lights turn on or whatever. It would be super cool if that can happen. It can't. Therefore, I still need form. I need my body, my mind in order for me to get up and turn these these lights on and so you can have all the awareness in the world but if your ego mind body is not paying attention to it like your awareness is saying don't eat that pizza but then i'm going to go across the street and i'm going to go and get that pizza then who's who's what part of me is getting that pizza and that's the ego yeah Mm -hmm. and so as we say here it's not until you bring ego into harmony with awareness that awareness can say don't have the pizza and ego can say you know what you're right you know i'm not gonna have it and then that's when you know but then that takes again body mind cooperation with you awareness have to be complete in, a, in alignment and yeah. awareness in order to yes. overcome that strength of the ego or that fear or that addiction or um that sabotage whatever whatever it is chemical imbalance whatever that is right because that's all ego. I mean, a chemical imbalance is all ego because that's body-mind. Right, body, physical. Right, right. Physicality, the human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because awareness, who you are, what you are, 
doesn't have any of these imbalances. You know, it's, right. it has that div- that 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 straight connection to to divine uh, source. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but going back though, so you've you know you've sacrificed time, and now it's turned into a choice. But even then, when you were sacrificing time, you were still, do, you know, showing up every weekend because you were doing things on the weekends when you had your regular nine to five jobby job. Right. What were you doing? With what? On the weekends. Oh, <laughs> I was doing psychic fairs. I don't think a lot of people know that. They, they just think you all automatically just showed up on the scene and here you are. <laughs> But that's where it all kind of, that's where it really kind of started. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting because psychic fairs, I don't even like those two words back to back. I know. It sounds so garage sale-y. It just, like, it's just a, for me, it's a entertainment purposes only. Mm Mm-hmm. And this work was so not entertainment purposes only. Right. And I, one of the things, you know, psychic sounds, I, I've never enjoyed that word because it sounds like there's a connotation to it that, you know, I'll never forget this. I went to an event, a, a private event and, uh, you know, the psychic is coming and then here I come and I don't have the stereotypical like all the rings and the blue hair and the, all the earrings and chains and necklaces. And a crystal ball and long nails and, you know, dressed in black, like a witch, you know? And I will never forget, it was a guy that came to see me and he kind of just was like taken aback. And he said, he goes, I hope you don't take this um, the wrong way. He goes, you're quite normal looking and you're quite attractive and I thought it was like the the funniest thing like what yeah like you know he goes that that's I just wasn't expecting to see you you know and so I'm and I started laughing and and I said well thank you uh and then he took a seat and we got right down to business but it's for me intuition is I, I like intuitive better than psychic. Again, that's me. And I just, I, I feel the word is more respected than psychic. And, but everyone knows the word psychic. A lot of people, when you say an intuitive or a medium, they don't, they don't know what that is. So if you, if you plunge the word with psychic, they know exactly, you know, what, what that, what that word is. So to me, and I and I've shared with you, I, my I feel my, and I don't even know if I I've said this out loud on a podcast to people. I know you and I have talked about it. I feel my business is shifting. Mm. I feel I shouldn't say that the business is not shifting. My passion is shifting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I love I love doing sessions. I love doing mediumship work. However, my passion is this witness of people mm. shifting. Maybe I should call it myself a shift witnesser. <laughs> shift witnesser. They say that five times. Right. Um, now, it, it, but is that more than taking more of like a mentorship type of role uh, with your intuitiveness? Uh, what does that? What does that look like? For, for you, what does that 
does that look? And I know you probably can't see the full picture, or maybe you can, but you know, what what does it kind of look like for you? It this is what it looks like. It looks like being able to in a session. I'll just talk about mediumship for an example. When I have a mediumship session, I'm connecting to their loved ones or the afterlife, giving them messages or uh, um, how they show up here. And that's it. It's ju- it's a touchdown. And whether that creates closure, whether that creates a sense of peace, that's great. My passion is looking at resistances in this lifetime from mm. the human experience and getting is much done from a karmic perspective into a place of fulfillment instead of suffering, which is probably why I'm having such a hard time with witnessing people suffer right now. Mm. Hmm. That makes That's interesting. That, yeah, that, that, that does have a flow to it. And I'm not saying that people who connect with their loved ones is not part of their dharma because it is. You know, it's part of them having closure and peace. But I want to give them the tools in order, you know, how they can move through that. You know, I, I, would, I would rather spend time on seeing them move through this with as much ease and grace instead of suffering and just looking for the next, next signal. Yeah, so, and you can correct this, but more you, you're, you're wanting to provide more of a, like a, like a full healing package mm-hmm. instead of just... A partial. Yeah, a partial, like, okay, he's good or she's good, um, and I'll see you, you know, and not to say that that's all you do or that's all that comes out, but, you know, there's always more that wants to, to, to come out. But sometimes with that person's energy, that's what they're bringing out because that's what they want to connect to. But at a deeper level, you can see that there's that suffering in right. there that that may not even get touched because of the, you know, the way the flow of the conversation is going. Mm-hmm. Where you would rather kind of go into that. And maybe it's, and, and I would say that's perhaps even a maturity for you, you know, within your business. I, I, so maybe you can call it a shift in your business, but I would perhaps even, you know, how your business is, is maturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's leading in a way where, so we put on the website some different options now instead of just a session with me, whether it be mediumship, whether it be intuitive or whether it be like soul coaching. And I'm getting a ton of, because we just did that not as a test, but just to see what people are coming to me for. And they're coming to, they are wanting more soul work versus the other stuff. Yes. And, and that, you know, that makes a lot, for me, that makes a lot of sense for me. And I've said this before, I'll say it a hundred more times. I truly, truly, truly feel that everyone what may I don't like using the word should, but you know everyone needs to consider even that sounds kind of pushy a mentor i I feel that especially to navigate in the world now, and especially if you have a mentor that can not only navigate it with an experience but with an intuitive understanding and closeness to source, that's just I don't think you you can get anything better than that personally, of course, I might be a bit biased, however. I mean, I've seen your work, I've seen your coaching, and, um, and I, I know you don't even really like calling it coaching, but, it's, but I do feel it is a need. It is a need 
to for people to have that type of mentorship. We have it. Yeah, yes, exactly. I, I, we still have it now. I think everyone is it, it would benefit everyone. At least someone who inspires you, whether you listen to a mentor doesn't necessarily mean you have to work personally with them. I mean, it'd be nice for an accountability standpoint, but it could be a podcast. It could be a book. It could be, you know, a class that you take. Whatever, it's surrounding yourself in that energy. Yeah, I would but I would I would say you're right. But I would say that yes, eventually a a physical person you know again, someone who inspires you, maybe a someone who's, you know, been on the path, but again for the accountability purposes, a one a face to face or whatever however that looks like with another human being that you have access to is important because you know, books are great and podcasts are great and online, you know, people are great. But then having the, you know, again, that that accountability. The touchdown with it. That, that I think is super important. And so you feel like you're, you feel like your space is maturing or navigating in, into, into more of that. That's what I'm finding is in more fulfillment for me. And is, and is that the reason why you're seeing more suffering? Because people are coming Could for be. that? Could be. Because, you know, you, you call forth what you're attracting, right? So maybe I'm calling, I'm witnessing more suffering because it's something that I need to step into to assist. Again, I'm not just going to go out there and assist free will. I'm going to assist based on maybe this is where I start leading the next workshop. Because you've also been talking a lot about resistance too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and The War on Art, great book by Stephen Pressfield that yes. talks a lot about that. All three of his books, uh, Turning Pro is, is another one. And then um, his third one, which I don't remember, I'll have to put it in the show notes. Yeah, I can't remember right now either. Um, yeah, Turning Pro, The War on Art. It was the book before The War of Art. Because Turning Pro was after, wasn't it? No, The War on Art was the first one. Um, really? Yes. Was it? Well, he's written other books before. Oh, right. That's what I must be Yes, he's about. written quite a few other ones before. He actually is the author of the one movie uh, with Will Smith in it uh, with the golf. You know, where Will Smith was playing the caddy. Oh. Um, and and uh, of a golfer. Yeah. And I forgot the name of the movie. And someone will probably be like, you couldn't remember. I'll put that in the show notes too. But in, but he, though but the caddy is very aware, mm-hmm. and so throughout this thing, you know, w- Will Smith is playing the character, but he's like dropping these awareness nuggets on this golfing person. And so anyway, he wrote the book. But um, he wrote the movie too, or wrote the book that was turned into a movie. Yes, he wrote the book that was turned into a movie. Hmm. Yes, um, and I can't remember the name of that one either. But um, but yeah, no. But so you've been talking a, a lot also about the resistance and suffering, and those kind of do go hand in hand. Buddhism talks about. This is what Buddhism states, that all suffering derives from um, a, a man's ability or the person's ability is desire. The desire is what creates all suffering, according to Buddhism. Is That's what they kind of mm-hmm. extract, extract from that. And desire can be so many things, you know, desire to be better, desire for more things, or desire uh, for so many extras, extras and extras, extras that you're never satisfied when you have these desires. There's never no enough right you know it's the reason why i'm just witnessing so much more suffering within people and people who have awareness and people who do know better 
but they're getting glimpses of it. And I've, it showed up today with two people as interestingly enough that were sharing some things with me that they would never take their life. But those thoughts of it, of exiting are becoming more concurrent. And I'm like, what? Yeah, so it's this, there's this, not that they would do it, they said, but they're having, hmm, I wonder what it would be just to leave everything right now. And I'm like, wow. Like, I don't, I don't have thoughts like that. I know. That's just so weird because I don't have thoughts. I think if you have thoughts like that, then it's like, it, it's, you know, because, uh, you know what I mean? But, I, but my point is, is that this is so much more prevalent and common today. It's it's more familiar than you and I even can comprehend. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, obviously, because. It showed up twice today. And so I'm like, wow. Like, there's there's so much that we haven't even started uncovering. And even if we talked to Dr. Abe, he would tell us these statistics and we're like, what? Yeah, we'd be like, wow, you're crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because it's just, it's not something, uh, it's not something that we are familiar with. So there's, so there's, there's something big happening that we haven't even touched yet. Right. I think because the, can't suffering become such an internal type of virus that it just re runs rampant? Yeah. And it just, and, it, and you get havoc. thoughts like that. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's like suffering is a pill with, you know, a thousand side effects and you don't know which side effect you're going to have mm -hmm. based on the suffering pill you take. Mm -hmm. And very few, you know, take it and their, and their side effect is enlightenment. The, the, the thing is, is that like, are we really, is it really just social? I'm not talking about social media. Right, I'm right. just talking about, is it just society? Is it food? Mm. Is it environment uh, is something being sprinkled in the air for us to have more fear like w there's something going on right well you know just as a fyi the conspiracy theorists oh they will say that they are actually they have a term for it really yes that there's this invisible type of spaceship thing that is actually um sprinkling some type of dust mite things where we're inhaling. They create these. They, but they create these, yeah, these crazy thoughts, thoughts and things that we can't see and can see. Yes, conspiracy theories. Forgot the name of it. There's actually a name for it and everything. Really? Yeah. See, I'm just yeah. oblivious to this. Yeah. Well, I know I'm, a little I'm bit about I'm making it up, but, but there's, right. this is for real. Right, right. Yeah, like, it's for real. This <laughs> conspiracy theory thing is real. See, if we were on the mic or, or by the computer, we'd be Googling and searching, but I think it's better this way. It's more. It's we're on the remote end today. <laughs> right. right. Um, Do the Work is the other book. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. By Stephen Pressfield. Yeah. It just kind of yep. tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, it's this one. Do oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's Do the Work. But, you know, one of the things I'm really going back, and I know we're, we've been talk, going back and forth on different topics here before we uh, kind of 
begin to wrap to wrap this one up and this one went really really fast of course they all do is you know going back to the word we said earlier easy you know making it easy and and just having you know you was having you know you had a podcast earlier which we'll be releasing here shortly you'll know which one it is because I'll mention it um in the show notes is you know one of the recommendations you know because they're starting a podcast as well and or they yeah they're just starting a podcast as well talking about the equipment I'm like portable go portable and I'm realizing now that's easy that's easy and it's and as long as you know you sound you know you put some money in the front end you don't get you some good mics a portable recorder and we can record and it makes it easy and and I look back and I say you know that was great you know I spent all this money on this all this equipment and stuff like that and it's great it's good but we could have just started with this I realize that now I realize that now so that was part of my the water tub thing going down. <laughs> I realize that now. But yeah. it's yeah. But anything else that you want to kind of I know we touched on quite a few things and it's like I know this conversation I can feel and sense that realistically this is like a 4-hour conversation and I felt like this we has only been it. this is this is was like 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the conversation. Well, maybe we invite the listeners to leave a review or send an email. You can send an email to me at avianacastro at gmail.com and open to suggestions on topics. Or if you have a question for me, then we can dialogue that. Yes. And if you're... And for sure, we um I will be doing a little bit more guest appearances, I guess, with AV on on her Facebook, or the Facebook lives that she's been doing there. And if you're not on the social medias, if you're not following her, then yeah, you know maybe you can't because I think she's booked. <laughs> all her all the spots are taken on her on her on her personal page, but on her medium page, you can go ahead and and follow and like her there as well as the Aviom. Uh, page you can like and follow there as well very good this was nice yeah it was it was some topics we touched and i think it's very interesting for us to be able to speak out loud at least for me i love speaking out loud with you because then it just i get to see all these other parts so with that never-ending puzzle never-ending puzzle peace peace out